Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Theology for You. Thank you guys again for all your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for praying. Thank you for all the likes and comments and the shares on our Facebook page. And um, this support has been overwhelming. We're well over 600 listens as I record this. Um, that's mind-blowing to me, honestly. Um, it's an evidence of God working, an evidence of God's grace, and uh, I thank Him for it. And um, what I want to do in this special edition is give you a tool to help you explain the gospel. Me and Victoria talked about the gospel and its message in a few ep few uh, episodes ago, so you can go back and find that. But what I want to do in this is just give you a, a simple tool to tell the story of the gospel. Um, the, the gospel can be summed up in four main themes. Uh, you've got creation, fall, redemption, and consummation. Another way you could explain it is creation, rebellion, redemption, and renewal. And really those four themes cover the whole story of the Bible. The Bible is one cohesive unit. It's one book and it's overarching message is the gospel. Everywhere you read in the Bible, you're going to find the gospel because the gospel is the story of God working on behalf of sinners who have offended him and uh, exercising his justice and his grace and his mercy and his love. So what I want to do in this is one thing that we learn about God in the Bible is that God is the king. He's the king of all the earth. Um, reading through the Psalms and my personal Bible reading right now, and you see that all, all over about God reigning, not over only over Israel, but also over the whole earth. And the reason that God can do that is because he's God. So I want to look at the story of the gospel. And if someone were to come up to you and say, hey, what's the gospel? Here's something you could use. And we're going to look at it from the standpoint of God being the king. First, the king the king created the world. God is king and God created the world. The Bible opens with, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The king, God, has always existed and he created the world for his glory. So everything that we see, the plants, trees, grass, lions, tigers, bears, were all created by the king and created for the king. The mighty oceans were created by the king. The mighty sequoias were created by the king. All that we see was made by him and for him. So as the king, he is the rightful owner of everything. This wonderful king created man and woman. He does not need us. He created us for his glory. The king created us in his image. Humans are the only part of God's creation that are created in his image. This gives us supreme value, and not only that, it allows us to be in relationship with God, the King. And the King placed Adam and Eve, the man and the woman, in perfect paradise. Everything got along. All the animals got along. Adam and Eve got along. They got along with God. They were in perfect relationship with Him. They were in perfect relationship with the King who loved them. But as we keep reading in the Bible, we come to Genesis 3. It didn't take long for rebellion to come against the king. The king loved Adam and Eve, and they loved the king. But then trouble comes on the scene. 
The king had given Adam and Eve all the trees of the garden to eat except one. There was only one tree that they were not allowed to eat from. Everything else was free reign. They could do whatever they wanted. Then a lie came in. We see the serpent come to Eve, and, and the serpent asked, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Do you hear the subtlety there? He twists the words. God said you could only eat, not eat one tree. But the serpent comes and talks to Eve and says, Hey, did God say, seriously, you can't eat of any tree in the garden? Come on. He twisted the words of the great and loving king. But Eve has a good response at first. But then she says that they were not to eat or touch of the one tree in the midst of the garden. Eve added to the words of the king. God had never told them that they could not touch it. And we know this sad tale. Eve eats of the fruit. She sees that it was delicious for food. Adam eats also, and rebellion was afoot in the kingdom. The created beings rebelled against their creator king. Adam and Eve sinned against their king. Adam and Eve, because of their sin and because this king is holy, they were banished from his presence. They were kicked out of the garden because sin cannot dwell in the presence of God. But even in the midst of the rebellion, God made a great and grand promise. The king made a promise that even though Adam and Eve rebelled, this king would redeem. He would redeem the holy and perfect king, the one that there is no darkness in at all, the king who is beautiful in his holiness and perfection, the one who cannot have sin in his presence, he is going to redeem. Genesis 3.15 gives the promise that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. So even though they were banished, that's not the end of the story. This great promise, the first gospel promise, that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. This is redemption. So God, the king, had a plan to redeem sinners from the very beginning. The gospel was God's plan before the foundation of the world. It wasn't plan B. It's not as if Adam and Eve sinned. And then God was like, oh, didn't see that coming. I need to come up with, I've got, I need another plan. And then he gives us the gospel. No, the gospel was the plan all along. And as the storyline of the Bible progresses, you see promises given to Abraham that through Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed. We see a promise given to David and that David will always have a king sitting on the throne, that his throne would be an eternal throne. Redemption, the Messiah, was going to come. The seed of the woman was going to come. And one day, the king would come. The king would come. Jesus would come and he would live a perfect life. Where Adam had failed, Jesus would succeed. Where we disobey, Jesus would obey. Jesus lived in perfect relationship and perfect obedience to the Father all the days of his life. Never failed. He died. He was a perfect substitute. He died so that we could be made right with God. He died and he rose from the dead, which was God's stamp of approval 
on what Jesus has, had done. Paul says in Romans 4.25 that Jesus was raised for our justification. The great king has come and he has redeemed sinners. And for all those who come to faith in him and repent of their sins, they can be made right with God, not based on their faith and repentance, but based on Christ and his person and his work and what he has done. So even now, as redeemed sinners, we await for the king to come again. The king came once and the king is coming again. And in a sense, you could say the world is really working backwards because if you're to read Revelation 21 and 22, it almost sounds like it's the garden. We're working back to the garden of being in that perfect state of perfect relationship and communion with God. One day we will live face to face with our king and there will be no need for the sun because his glory will be the lamp of that nation. When Jesus comes again, sin will be no more and we will dwell with God face to face and we will know him perfectly. So that's a quick summation of the gospel story. The king created the world. He created humans. He created them in, their, in his image. He created them that they might have relationship with him, that they might be in relationship with him. They were in perfect relationship with him until Adam and Eve sinned and they rebelled and they broke their relationship. They were banished from God's presence. But God, the great king, provided a way of redemption that all humans who come to faith and repentance and to, uh, um, to Jesus will be made right with God. One day that great king is coming back. And I don't know about you, but I long for that day. I'm ready for that day um, when the sufferings of this present world will be over. Well, guys, thank you for listening. I hope this is helpful. If you have any questions or anything, feel free to leave them on our Facebook page or on Theology for You, our website, theologyforyou.com. You guys have a great day.